Just Our Real Estate, episode number 327. I had scheduled a year-end review with a particular person. And then very quickly afterwards, they sent an email about 7.30 in the morning saying that effective immediately, they were quitting. So (laughs) (laughs) talk about jumping in the pool before you're pushed, right? Thank you for joining me here on Just Our Real Estate. I am so excited to have you here today. I'm excited to be with you. And uh, man, I just can't tell you how appreciative I am that you have chosen to spend time with me. There's a lot of ways that you can be productive and a lot of things you can do with your time. And the fact that you're choosing to spend part of your day with me means a lot to me. And I definitely do not take it for granted. I am really excited also to bring this episode to you today. It's a good one. I really think you're going to love it. And the name of the game here is to deliver really great information, stuff that you can take action on, stuff that you can apply to your business and really utilize to get you to where you want to be in your real estate business. And I think we've accomplished that today. Before we get started though, I wanna talk about a company that I am super excited about. This is like the greatest find of the 21st century in my business. Uh, These guys have been directly responsible for a real spike in in my sales and my bottom line. The company I'm talking about it is uh, AdWords Nerds, and these guys are awesome. Dan Barrett runs the company, and just a super cool guy. I mean, I I think we're almost like I, I think we're friends. I hope we're friends. We're getting to be friends. He is helping me just explode my business. These guys are the only fully certified Google partners that work expressly and exclusively with real estate investors like you and me. Um, It's just, they're, they're amazing. They're a proprietary in-house AdWords system and they work just with real estate guys, you know, like, like we are. And I can tell you from my business, I, uh, I'm working with Dan and, and I basically have hired him to help me find motivated sellers in my market, right? When people type in, sell my house fast or whatever, uh, it's Dan's job to make sure that my website comes up on top. And let me tell you, they do. Month one, we we it was directly responsible for tens of thousands of dollars worth of business in my company. Month one, they're an A plus rated Better Business Bureau company, and it's just they're a hundred percent transparent, super client focused. I mean, Dan is like the best guy ever, and I'm telling you, the results are nothing short of amazing. They don't lock you into a long term contract, it's month to month, so you're free to leave at any time, and exclusively for you guys, my listeners. They will give you an hour of coaching time, which is normally $297. That's what they charge for an hour of consultation. They are going to give you that for free. You cannot, you, you can't not do that. Go check them out, guys. It's adwordsnerds.com forward slash Mike, or you can go to juststartrealestate.com on the right hand side, click on the AdWords Nerds banner. It'll take you to their site. You'll get that exclusive hour of, of coaching time and consultation absolutely free. 
I know once you talk to these guys, you are going to decide just like I did. You have to have this in your business, guys. People are searching the internet, looking for you more and more every single day. And if you're not there for them, they're going to go to the guy who is hiring Dan to run their AdWords campaign. You don't want to lose out on that business. You certainly don't want to miss out on the opportunity to explode your business like I have. Go check them out, adwordsnerds.com forward slash Mike, or go to Just Our Real Estate, click on the AdWords Nerds banner. They'll take you right there. You are going to thank me. Okay, let's get into the show. All right, guys, thank you for joining me again on Just Our Real Estate. I appreciate you being here. Uh, Good to be back. Good to be back after the new year. And as promised, I have my partner back on with me. We're going to do some regular stuff here talking about our business, kind of breaking down what's happening with us and giving you some good actionable stuff that you can use in your business. So today we have kind of a, a... I don't know if I'd say a fun show, but it's a, the, the, the topic we're going to start off with is, was kind of a, a little bit of a fire drill for us yesterday, um, and not to tease you with it too much. But So we, we run a, a wholesaling business, and we have people who work for us. And when you have people who work for you, uh, sometimes you have people who, who leave or are asked to leave. And, and sometimes it's on your timeline and sometimes it's not quite on your timeline. So we had an incident yesterday where we had someone leave. It was sort of, it was inevitable. It was a car that was probably racing toward a brick wall, but it hit the wall a little sooner than we expected it to. And we had to scramble a little bit. So uh, real quick, thanks, Mike. I appreciate you being on here. I know we're both busy. So having both of us locked down on a podcast for a half an hour or so uh, is cool because we can do that because people are buying houses for us right now and selling houses for us right now. So that's awesome. Yeah, absolutely. Um, <laughs> kind of, I don't know if we want me to elaborate quite yet on the, the situation with the person we had, but essentially we had our year end very well, a few days ago, and we were kind of going through our process of reviewing the people, identifying what major goals we wanted to work on and things like that. And as a part of that, was just kind of training our people, holding them more accountable and things like that. And you know, I had scheduled a year end review with a particular person. And then very quickly afterwards, they sent an email about 730 in the morning saying that effective immediately they were quitting. So <laughs> talk about jumping in the pool before you're pushed, right? Yeah. I mean, to be honest, it's kind of one of those things you, you hear enough people talk about it when they're looking to either separate with their employees for one reason or another that it's kind of felt on both sides. He knew that he wasn't doing the best job in the world. We knew he wasn't doing the best job in the world. And and very nice person, did well-ish for us for a a decent amount of time. It just wasn't going to be a long-term thing. But at the same time, to Mike's point, we weren't looking at that exact timeline. And it put us in a bit of a crunch, you know, at least in our heads, you know, we want to solve problems immediately. So we started thinking of all these different scenarios and how do we fix this? How do we, you know, cover it for while he's, while we're bringing someone else on board and, you know, Mike and I, you know, first brush, we just kind of go rash. How, how, how fast can we fix this? What can we do? Let's throw everything at the board. And then, you know, cooler heads ended up prevailing. Uh, Mike was saying, you know, we, we get to a point right now where we're hitting the gas pedal and turning the wheel as hard as we can. And maybe rather than overcorrect, we need to step back and, and analyze it a little bit more. And how do we do this? But the unexpected nature of running a business is always going to be there. Obviously, the larger you get, the more support you have in place that can cover things like that. But we're not at a point where we just have so many people and employees that are working with us that we can always easily cover every aspect of our business with somebody else. Yeah. So the knee jerk thought was, all right, so we have this person. Let's just let's just 
throw him into that position and like we'll backfill that other position that he was working in. And yeah, so it just, you know, we spent the the morning kind of going back and forth with some a little bit more drastic ideas and then some more subtle ways that we could handle it. And, you know, the bottom line is the, the person who left was acquisitions, right? The person who goes and, and buys the houses and, and Mike happens to be very good at that. So worst case scenario, Mike can go out and, and grab some contracts until we figure it out. But the reality is, um, you know, we're interviewing for that position anyway. Uh, we were looking to to bring someone on, so it's just a little bit earlier than what we ex- we expected or that we anticipated. But again, I mean, this is business, right? I mean, w- whether it's real estate or anything else, things happen, and you have to be able to adjust and sort of absorb, you know, maybe negative things and and figure out how to how to deal with them without you know, the boat sinking, so to speak. And the boat's not going to sink by any means. But, you know, the behind the scenes, um, the behind the scenes issue for us was not so much that someone left who maybe wasn't the, our top performer. That doesn't sound like a necessarily a really bad thing. The The behind the scenes issue for us is that we made an, a conscious effort to increase our marketing by 30% this year. So, not only did someone leave, but we have significantly more marketing going out in January than we did in in the previous you know several months. So, um, you know, com- someone leaving combined with theoretically more leads and more appointments is what sort of made it a little bit stressful for us. But you know, after we kind of said, "Oh, the sky is falling. We got to figure this out right now. We're going to get buried in leads. We're going to get buried in appointments. We're not going to service these these appointments." We kind of took take a step back and said, "Listen, ha- the the lead avalanche hasn't happened yet. We don't know for sure how many leads we're going to get, how many appointments. Let's just let's just take a breather and see what happens here, and and we'll adjust as we need to." But these are the things that you have to understand when you're going to bring people into your organization and and build a team. Um, people come and go and it just happens, you know, it'd be great if everyone that everyone hired was an all-star and they stayed forever and everyone held hands and sang Kumbaya, but that isn't exactly how it goes in business. And, and, uh, you know, there's people we've had to let go and there's people who, who now have left, right. A little bit earlier than what we anticipated. So it's just part of the deal and, and you have to roll with the punches and figure it out. So the way we're going to figure it out in case you're wondering, and Mike, you can elaborate on this too, cause you're going to be the one probably bringing that person in, but I mean, eventually, I mean, essentially, we're, we were already interviewing for the position. We're going to bring someone else on. Uh, we just brought another person into our organization, coincidentally, started on started yesterday. And that person has the ability to probably help us out a little bit, maybe go out and learn some of this um, acquisitions, the, the techniques, because what we brought them on to do, and I'm not really going to talk about that. We'll talk about it in, in the coming months because we're we started a, a few new divisions of our company and some new uh, lead gen sort of sources that we're working on. And this person was going to come in and handle some of that. And, and some of that is going to include for sure sales and going out and, and talking to homeowners. So it's kind of a nice little dovetail and it, and it sort of works out. I think at the end of the day, we'll figure it out. It's just going to be all hands on deck for a while. Yeah. To, to Mike's point, we did have somebody else on. So this essentially is going to turn into a de facto training session because they're not going to be doing exactly the exact acquisitions in the format it is now, but they're going to be doing something similar enough that having that experience and being able to go out there with them is going to be a valuable piece of the puzzle. So, I, you know, it ultimately ends up, I think, being a good thing. We didn't have to go through the firing process or the termination separation process so much. Um, didn't have to have that necessarily uncomfortable conversation that I think they were expecting. I think the the calendar entry is essentially what kind of prompted that conversation. I mean, they basically did 
almost zero dollars in the fourth quarter for us, which is not good. But, um, you know, moving on and moving forward, we do have that person that we brought in place. Like Mike said, we're looking to expand different lead generation sources and he's going to manage that. But in the meantime, he's got to do that position as well. So by going out there and doing these excess appointments that maybe our, our people on our current team can't handle because of the potential volume, then this is going to be a great way to for us to not only refine our training process, refine our our hiring process, but now we've got to look into, okay, how do we do our, our separation process? Because there's access to different things that they have that we've got to make sure we turn off. We've got to make sure we transition the different opportunities they were working on. And it's something that you don't think about until it's right there. I was working on a separation <laughs> process, but this accelerated it pretty quickly because I was expecting to have a few more weeks. And you know, I didn't want to just terminate the person either. What we were going to do is put them on a performance improvement plan for 30 days and in efforts and hopes that they just crushed it and they got back on board, back on track, and we, we didn't have to worry about it. We just bring on an extra person to handle the increase in marketing and let everyone else get razor focused, razor, you know, <laughs> laser, <laughs> laser, focused? Yeah, laser focused on <laughs> the, the opportunities they do get and make sure they're working them to their fullest ability, right? We need to monetize as many of the deals and leads that come into our way. So we're trying to keep everyone in a, a tight range of how many deals they are working on at any particular time, how many appointments they're going on, managing and maintaining their follow-up systems. So it just kind of shines a, a light on the areas that, that maybe we, I mean, we knew that we had to focus on them and work on them to a degree, but it accelerated that plan and, and it really let us know some of the, the glaring areas that need for improvement. Yeah. The, the funny thing is, is because Mike and I track our numbers in, in our company and for our sales team and the sales team have quotas and targets that they're that they're expected to hit. We we know when we're not performing as a company. We know when when we have, you know, certain employees who aren't performing and hitting some of their goals. So the fact that Mike put that calendar entry in that basically there was going to be discussion about about target numbers and quotas and, and the fact that he wasn't hitting them that entry wouldn't have been made if we weren't tracking those numbers and and possibly that person would not have quit had they not known that we were tracking the numbers and we were going to be discussing them and it was going to be uncomfortable and maybe they anticipated getting fired i don't know but what it all boils down to is if we weren't tracking all this we might just be kind of like blissfully ignorant and moving forward thinking everyone's just doing a great job which is exactly the reason why you have to track key numbers. You have to, because if you don't know what's happening in your business, you don't know if you're on track to meet your goals, if you're not on track to meet your goals. And if you don't know if you're on track to meet your goals, chances are you will not meet your goals. So that's something I want to talk about also in this um, in this particular episode is our goals, right? Mike and I make aggressive goals. Last year, I should say 2014, we... The, our business was like a couple hundred thousand dollar a year business, right? Relatively 2015. small. 2000. Yeah, I'm sorry. You're right. 2015. I'm horrible trying to look back. So 2015, a couple hundred thousand dollar a year um, company. And in, in, in all fairness, we were new. We just we we started this company. I, I was house flipping for a while. Everyone knows that. And I sort of transitioned and, and kind of stopped the house flipping. And, and Mike and I started this business. So 2015, we did a couple hundred thousand dollars. We decided at the end of the year, next year we're going to do a million, right? And we kind of joke about it now. If you would have asked us then, we might have we might have been we might have bristled and been, been defensive, but we didn't really know how we were going to get to a million. We we just knew we were going to get there and we were going to figure it out, kind of a thing. So and we did. We we actually made goals at the beginning of the year. 
we didn't have any real great historical data to fall back on to know when we could expect uh, peak times of the year and, and how much we were going to make each quarter. But we sort of broke it down into quarters and said, this quarter, we need to make this much and we're going to make this much. And then we looked back at it at the end of the year. Mike found the document and and we pretty much hit all of our goals pretty close to exactly what we thought we were going to do or what we anticipated. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think we were within five or 10% of each number that we had set out for ourselves, which is weird, but it kind of goes back to the, you know, if you don't know where you're going, any road will take you there. So exactly. by having that in place, I think we just get naturally drawn to doing that, right? Because you know, that's your goal. You know, those are your targets. You start taking the actions that need to be put in place to get to that goal. And, you know, whether or not it was realistic or reasonable, well, it proved out to be that. But I think that's a huge, valuable thing that most people do. And with the, the new year, everyone's probably done some sort of goal setting or review of what they've done in the past. But that's a critical part of our business, making sure we know very clearly what we're trying to accomplish. And, and we make it in a way that we can measure it and that we can actually attain it and actually track that we're doing it. Yeah. So for us, we, Mike and I were invited to go on a, a cruise with our wives and um, and some real estate folks that, that Mike had met on another vacation. Kind of a funny story. But so we were invited on this cruise and, and Mike and I took that opportunity in late no, or early November to sit down and talk about what our goals were going to be for 2017. And like I said, we don't, we don't set small goals in, uh, I mean, they're, they're not, you know, it's not a billion dollar company in a year, but they're, they're goals that are pretty high and, and it's going to push us, right? So for this year, uh, we, we got to our, for 2016, I should say, we got to our goal of million dollar company, right? Basically in a year. This, this year, 2017, our goal is 3 million, right? We're pretty, we're pretty open about that. So, um, because honestly, you put it out there and tell everyone it's hard to, it's hard to duck from it. You know, it's in, in nine, 10 months when people start asking where you're at, it's pretty hard to, to act like, you know, yeah, we weren't really going to try to get 3 million. So 3 million is the goal. Uh, we have some other uh, goals that kind of attach to that in terms of uh, profitability. We want to be at a certain profitability, a little bit higher than last year. Uh, we want we would like our business to be in a position where by the end of the year we are able to hire C level uh, employees and C level meaning um, like chief uh, uh, operating uh, person or or CEO you know like C level like executive level people in our company which might sound crazy if you're out there and you're kind of a one man band and, and you're you know you're kind of hustling running around trying to find deals it is it is a little bit crazy when you're at that point maybe but. All of us, everybody listening to this, no matter how long you've been doing this or how big your company is or how small it is, you should always be trying to build a business. And that doesn't have to be our business and it doesn't have to be 100 employees, but you should be trying to build a business and and buy a business. And the way I'm going to define that or the way I am defining that is a company or a business that you're building that can run without you doing everything. If you're doing everything or even most things, you've just created a job, right? And it's and you, unfortunately, when you own your own company and you're doing everything, you don't have a full-time job. You have an all-the-time job. You're you're working from the time you wake up to the time you go to bed. There's no five o'clock whistle. There's no lunch breaks. You know, it's it's worse than working for somebody in the sense that there's no one else to rely on. So you should always be trying to build a business that can run independent of your of your personal efforts. And that might be maybe you have one person, maybe it's an assistant, maybe it's a VA, maybe they can do enough that that you can kind of free yourself up. The reality is you're probably going to have to hire a, a small team of people, right? A couple of people, maybe depending on your business model. But 
Um, anyways, I'm rambling on, but we want to be able to hire that higher level management so Mike and I can take a step out. Right now, our company can run without us, but we want someone in place who can help steer the ship as well so that we can truly detach from the company and and go on to build it into something much, much bigger, right? It's hard to go from 1 million to 3 million. Guess what? It's even harder to go from 3 million to 10 million. And that's not necessarily a peekaboo into next year's goal, but how do you get there if you're doing, there is a limit to what a person can do. So we're always trying to build ourselves and hire ourselves out. Right now we're running the company. We want to hire ourselves out of that too. Yeah, exactly. And that's kind of I think the point of the C-level. We can get that trajectory and continue our hockey stick that we're, we're trying to you know ride all the way up the map. But someone that can come in and actually grow it for us, they come up with the new initiatives, they come up with new lead generation, they figure out ways to maybe expand a new market or grab more of the market share in our current areas. So having that in alignment with our other goals is makes a lot of sense to us. And you know, to Mike's point, you know, we, we coach a lot of different students and what we found is, you know, that's usually their biggest aha moment, right? Through whatever it is they're doing. They, most people think they have to control everything. You know, you can be small and control it all, or you can hire people on and help expand your business because you might not have the entire pie, but if you can make that pie so big, it, it doesn't matter, right? You still make more overall. You know, we can't control 100% of our profits because we have to have people that help us out and they get aligned and, and properly incentivized for that. And it doesn't always have to be a big team like ours. You know, like if you're a house flipper, you know, a team of agents that make offers for you, a team of contractors do your renovations. You could be pretty hands off just at that level potentially. So try to think about it in a way of, do I have to do this? And if you do, why? And is there someone out there possibly better at it than me or can you know be 80% of me? Because then you could be 100% of you somewhere else in a more high level task. Yeah, the reality of it is I'm sure most people listening who don't have anyone working for them, your number one concern is I can't afford it, right? But like Mike said, if you're a house flipper, for example, having a, a team of realtors who are making offers for you that doesn't cost you anything, right? You don't, the, the buyer doesn't pay the realtor's fees, the seller does. So you could theoretically have an unlimited number of realtors that are out there making offers and looking for deals for you. It doesn't cost you anything. Contractors, it's built into the cost of, of the renovation, right? If you're going to renovate a house and flip it, you need to figure out what the renovation is, including the cost of hiring contractors. So contractors, although they cost you money, it's it's baked into your profit margin or it's baked into your numbers when you're coming up with whether or not that house makes sense to buy. You have to figure in the cost of renovation. So in essence, it's sort of baked into the pie already. Um, you know, Not all of us are out there t- trying to build a $10 million company, but the fact of the matter is, like Mike said, if you make the pie big enough, it doesn't really matter if you bring people in and have to pay them. Bill Gates doesn't make every dollar that Microsoft makes, right? And I, I realize he's not in the company, but the, the point being, you you pay people, but if the company is large enough to handle that, and, and, and let's just say you don't make any more when you hire people, but you don't make any less, the freedom that you, that you gain from bringing people on that can handle some of these day-to-day things is invaluable because I was just talking the other day and I, somebody said this and I've heard it before and I was talking to my daughter about it last night, but I, she was talking about somebody who wanted to spend time with her, a friend of hers, and she's not really, she doesn't really want to. She doesn't like this girl very much. And I said, you know, the one thing that you can't get back and you can't get more of and you can't replace is time, right? You can replace money. You lose money, you get more money. You need more money, you make more money, right? You, you, you crash your car, you get a new car. But if you lose time, 
nobody, the richest person in the world can't get more of it back. So uh, freeing up your time is really more valuable even than making more money, if you really think about it, because once time's gone, it's gone. So don't undervalue your time. Don't just think, oh, I don't, it's no big deal. I'll just do it, right? Like Mike said, do you have to do it? Is there somebody who could do it as good or maybe even better or even close to as good that if you let them do it, it frees you up to think about other things, spend time with your family, build your company, whatever you want to do. So it's really critical, guys. And I hope everyone, if you haven't, and we have people we coach, right, who are, who are paying money to have us coach them who who haven't set their goals yet, right? It's like, so if you haven't set your goals, do it, right? Because even if your goals are, even if you don't achieve them, the point being, like Mike said, if you don't know where you're going, any road will take you there. You have to at least know where you want to be, right? Even if your plan is bad. It's better than no, a bad plan is way better than no plan. So make a plan, figure out what you want to be, and then try to work backward. If you want to make a million dollars, you want to make $500,000, you want to make 100000 you want to do 10 deals, figure out what it takes to do 10 deals and, and then work backward and figure out what you need to be doing every every day, every week, every month, every quarter to get you there. And I know Mike, uh, I asked him to talk a little bit. He has a fantastic system for kind of... Um, kind of build, setting yourself up for success as it relates to your goals. And in what he does and, and what he talks to the people we coach about, uh, coach to, or what we, the people we coach, he talks to him about is making 30, 60, 90 goals. And why don't, why don't you kind of break that down a little bit, Mike, and explain to people how you do that? Yeah. I mean, that is probably one of the biggest things that helps focus me and my time and my energy to help grow our business. The first thing you've got to think about in a 30, 60, 90 is, is it has to align with your major goal. So if you don't have a major goal, you can't set very good 30, 60, 90 day objectives. And essentially what your 30, 60, 90 day objectives are is you picture, okay, what do I need to do this quarter to get me closer or get me to my goal, depending on where you're at within that you know year frame or your goal frame. But say, you know, we want to do $3 million. So what can I do in these first three months, big picture that will get us closer to there? So now I've identified what that big rock is that essentially we need to get to by 90 days. So now I back it down even a little bit further. So in the next two months, what are the major goals or major things that I need to do that have that lasting significant impact to get to that 90 day goal? And then you back it down even a little bit further. What am I going to do this month? that is going to get me even closer to that. So you're basically taking these little stepping stones that get you to your major goals. And then even further down, I mean, I get pretty granular about it. I go from the month, then I go every beginning of every single week. I go, okay, well, what can I do this week? That'll get me close to my 30-day goal. Well, then I go from that and I look at my daily tasks. What can I do today? That's going to get me closer to my weekly goal. That's going to get me closer to my 30-day goal. It's going to get me closer to the 60, to the 90, which ultimately will lead to that full year. So if you think about it that way, you break it down and, and the trick is to not have more than three to five things to do in any given month, any 30-day period, because otherwise you just get overwhelmed. And, and we can maybe dig deeper on this full process in, in another podcast. But yeah, if, you start, if you start thinking that way, though, it, it'll align your activities because here's the problem of today. There's too many things going on. You probably have notifications getting on your phone. You're probably driving while you're listening to this. You're, you're doing something and there's always people or things trying to grab your attention to do it right now. This pulls you out of those fires because you can always look at your daily task or your 30, 60, 90 day goal. Look at it and go, is what I'm doing right now critical? Is it such a big fire that I shouldn't be working on that? Because that's the major stuff that's going to have the longest and most significant impact on our business. It just helps clarify what you're going to want to do and how you're going to do it. And it just kind of refocuses your attention onto important things because you know anyone gets 
stuck in the email text message, you know, uh, hole <laughs> for lack of a quicksand. It just it'll eat you up because there's just so many ways and so many people competing for that attention span of your time. And the more successful you become and the more busy you become, the more of those fires you have to start ignoring. Not necessarily ignoring them, but at least postponing them until you make sure you're doing something significant every single day. Yeah, absolutely. And I think those the 30, 60, 90, it, it's just keep it's to keep you on track, right? People make goals. I want to make a million dollars. And then they don't think about it again until June and go, wow, where am I? I wonder if I'm making I wonder if I'm even on track. I wonder what I have to do. Right. So it's really important to have whatever your process is. And I, and I do want I do want you to come back. Um, it, it, well, you're going to come back every week, but I, I want you I want and then maybe in the next or one of these future episodes to talk about the 30, 60, 90 and kind of break it down a little bit more and maybe even talk about about yours and how you how you figure that out, because I think it's important that you have at least a system. It doesn't have to be this system doesn't have to be perfect. But again, it all goes back to if you don't have a plan, it's not going to happen. Right. You have to have a plan. You have to have some sort of a way of getting to where you want to be. And and that's critical. And just to that point, um, Mike and I just finished reading the the book, um, not together. He read it and then I read it. But um, the, the book Traction. So if you haven't read that book, it's a great book. You should definitely get it and, and read it. It's really um, incredible in terms of setting up a business for success and and without giving away too much, just get it. Trust me, it's a great book. Um, if if your if your plan for this year and you're trying to grow and you're trying to, to get to a point that you've never been, or maybe you don't know anyone who's gotten to that point, it can be a little bit daunting, obviously. Education is is huge, guys. Um, you know, having a coach, we coach people, we we get coached, we have coaches, and we coach people, and our coaches have coaches, right? So everyone really needs a coach. I mean, think of any athlete, they they certainly didn't get to where they are by themselves. They they couldn't have. Michael Jordan had some of the most coaches out there, and he was the best basketball player on the planet. You know, there's people that can critique it. They might not be in the cumulative whole better than Michael Jordan. But if you find those people that can specialize in certain areas that help parts of your business that can overall grow, and then you know you go to different resources, books, coaches, education online, they're all shortcuts, right? Why make the same mistake someone else has made if it's out there already in, in plain view? And why not shortcut your success? I mean, that was one of the biggest things for us, you know, along with the goal setting. But why reinvent the wheel? Let's let's copy someone else's playbook, and then we can make our own plays after we've kind of really ironed this one out and had it in the works and rolling. Yeah. So like I said, we went from a couple hundred thousand dollars to a million dollars. I'm not shy about saying that we did that because we had coaches that kind of helped shortcut us a little bit. So we had a coach that basically went from a couple hundred thousand to Andy, Andy McFarland, no no secret, who went from a hundred a couple hundred thousand dollars to a million dollars. I think it took him a couple of years, two or three years to do that. Um, because he was sort of learning it. He didn't have a coach at the time. He was kind of learning and making the mistakes along the way. So what we were able to do is go, okay, so how did you get from 200 to a million, right? Okay, good. It took you two or three years and this is what you did. Awesome. We're going to try to do that in a year, right? So because we can do that because we weren't learning the path. We weren't making the mistakes and taking two steps backward and, and three steps forward kind of a thing. We were able to to see, okay, here are all the, the danger zones. Good. We're going to avoid those and just get to where you were fast. And that's exactly what a coach can do. They can get you to where maybe they are or to where you want to be much, much quicker. Like Mike said, why make the mistakes that other people have already made? So we have coaches, we coach people, our coaches have coaches. Everybody really needs someone who's at a higher level than them helping them and coaching them and getting them there. Unless your goal is to reach your goals, 
20 years from now, that's great. If that is, that's no judgment. That's, that's awesome. If that's your plan, you can probably do that on your own. But if your goal is to get there sooner rather than later, and, and you really want to get to, to where you feel like you have a company that is, is where you want it to be, wherever that is. And I'm being a little vague because I don't want to say a million dollars. Some people don't care if they make a million dollars. They want to make a lifestyle company, right? Where they're making a couple hundred thousand and, and they're just comfortable and they don't need to grow more. That, that's great. If that's your goal, go for it. But still, unless somebody's helping you get there, it's tough. It's a tough road and it doesn't have to be. Uh, so anyways, invest in education. Think about it. Mike and I obviously coach and, and we're open to talk about that. You can go to my website, click on the link that says talk to me about education. It'll take you to a page and kind of get you to us and, and we can have that conversation about what makes sense and what what you need for your company. Um, I'm happy to talk to you for you know short 10, 15 minute conversation, kind of get a feel for where you are and, and give you some direction if you're interested in that. So don't be afraid to reach out. Um, and we're happy to help. So that's really all I have for this one, Mike. I don't know if you want to add anything at the end there. No, I mean, I think this was a good episode for a few points, right? The education thing is important, but also goals. And and it kind of dovetails together. The goals are the roadmap to where you want to be, but the coach could be your guide to get to those goals a little bit faster. So, um, you know, make sure you take the time. That's where I think a lot of people fall short and, and you're usually a type A person or a go-getter that, that's in this type of business or, or wanting to grow, even if you're not it's easy to not set aside that time to do it, but that's an important time to set aside to make sure you take the time to do it because it just clarifies what you need to be doing on a daily basis. And you're not just being busy, but you're being productive. Yeah. Busy. Yeah, exactly. That's a great point. Busy is not productive necessarily. Right. So anyways, thanks Mike for being here. I appreciate it. Uh, we're going to, like I said, we're going to do this once a week and, and push these out and have some fun with it and show you guys what we're doing in our business. Hopefully it's helpful to you. We may even, we've talked about Mike doing uh, like uh, a meeting, like, like we, like we do for our company, like basically an owner's meeting and talk about high level stuff at our company. Maybe we'll record something like that. So everyone can kind of, kind of sit in on, on a meeting between Mike and I, where we discuss our company and what we're doing and how we're growing and watching our numbers and all that good stuff. So tune in for that. And until next time, we talk mike thanks again i appreciate it and uh i'll probably talk to you in about 10 minutes about something in the business so <laughs> i'm sure have a good day everybody all right man talk to you later bye all right that's it for this episode i hope you enjoyed it as much as i think you did i know that i really enjoyed presenting it to you and i really enjoyed giving you this content and i hopefully it's something that you can take something from right that's the whole idea here if you can take one concept one idea one strategy one thing that you heard and apply it to your business to make it better then i will consider what i've done here a success now to that end i do want to talk to you for a moment i've kind of alluded to it in this episode and in past episodes I can tell you this, guys. Uh, I used to be a little bit anti-coaching, a little bit anti-education. And part of it's because there's a lot of really kind of cheesy educators out there that really don't deliver any any real great uh, uh, material or advice or direction. And maybe they haven't even been doing real estate in a number of years, right? They're just sort of like recycling techniques that they were been talking about for decades. But I will tell you, I have completely changed my philosophy. It wasn't that I didn't think education was important, but I just thought, eh, I can I can do it without it. I don't need anybody's help. I can figure it out on my own. And I can tell you after about four or five years of struggling and trying to figure things out and just not being able to do that, once I decided to invest my time and my money in education, 
everything changed for me. And I'm telling you, everything changed for me. Uh, the business skyrocketed, right? They talk about the hockey stick effect, right? When you're looking at a graph and it's like it goes up like a hockey stick. That's exactly what my business did. And it made me understand fully and finally that what I was lacking in my business is education. And guys, I really want to be there for you when it comes to education. Hopefully this podcast is delivering some good education to you. Uh, but sometimes you need a little bit more. Sometimes you need a little bit more direct you know, coaching and someone to kind of come in and look at your business specifically and not give you generalities or just kind of general concepts, which let's be let's face it, free information has to be sort of general because we're not working one on one. Right. So this podcast, I can't give everybody listening specific guidance on their business on the podcast because it just wouldn't apply to everyone necessarily. Right. So what I would like to propose and what I'd like to make available is coaching one-on-one -on -one coaching for you, right? That may take on various forms and, and you may be in different places, right? So the best thing that I can do for you is allow you to schedule time with me to talk about your business, just a free consultation, right? 15, 20 minutes maybe. Talk about your business and find out if there's some way or some thing that's missing in terms of maybe coaching or maybe it's just a little concept or some little thing that you can tweak but oftentimes coaching and, and higher education is the way to go. And I know it was for me and I resisted it for years because I just didn't, I was honestly, I was being cheap and I, and I was kind of thinking I could just do it on my own. I realized I couldn't, I got the help that I needed and wow, I'm telling you the difference is, is phenomenal. I mean, hockey stick effect times, times 10. So what I'd like to do, if you go to my website and, and click on the left-hand side there, there's a banner that says, talk to me about coaching and there's no obligation. You know, I'm not trying to, you know, force you into anything, but I'd like to have a chance to talk to you one-on-one -on -one and see if education makes sense for you. And if there's something I can do to help you or some good fit that we can, that we can come up with, I'd like to do that guys. Cause I really want to see you succeed. The podcast is awesome. And I think it gives you some little tips and things that you can take away. But if you really want to take your business to the next level and you don't want to wait years and years and years and do trial and error and make your mistakes and all that, if you want to bypass a lot of that and really turbocharge things, go to my website, click on that banner that says, talk to me about education. And uh, I'll hop on the phone with you for a few minutes and we'll talk about it and see if anything makes sense, guys. So for now, that's it for, for this episode, but go out there and really take life by the horns and just, just take your business on and, and just kill it in 2017, guys. Okay, until next time, if investing in real estate is your dream, there's only one way you can make it a reality. Just start.